It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 4 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, what's going on? Bleeding Green Nation. It is 1 o'clock on a somewhat beautiful Saturday afternoon. Well, it's beautiful inside. It's not beautiful outside. It is BGN Radio. John Barcher, James Elson, Brandon League out and all hanging out with you until 3 o'clock. We've got the Preakness smelling in the air. We're going to be uh, heavy on the Eagles until 3. And we'll be taking your phone calls as well. 888-729-9494. The Philly Blunt. The Blunt Force trauma has arrived. And he's going to be in an Eagles uniform. I think people are pretty pumped about that. We'll get into that. Plus, the overall excitement that we are having or not having. In uh, in the offseason, I feel like we kind of do this every single year where there's there's some things that just kind of suck us in. I even heard a phone caller talking to Ray and saying the same things like the Eagles in this offseason approach have done a lot of different things to go. Hey, that could really work out here. And I feel the uh, the approach has been better, refreshing than we've seen in the past. But that doesn't mean everything's going to work out. How do you feel about uh, LeGarrette Blount being here, James? I'm kind of still hung up on the whole Preakness smell thing. Is that just like booze and throw up and... and... Yeah, mint juleps and, <laughs> uh, and, and bow ties yeah. and very um, large hats. I feel amazing about the LeGarrette I, I Honestly, like at this point in the offseason when you know, you're kind of resigned to to just the the you know last couple guys on the market no real you know no studs no one you're really excited about then the june 1st cuts nothing that's really going to you know get the blood flowing look Eric Blunt does that it's the one guy i thought it was out there it was a, a literal perfect fit for what they need what they're trying to achieve here and brandon i don't know about you but uh, for 2.8 million dollars for one year i i can't think of a better way to kind of cap this offseason i think it's really good it was all we were talking about after the draft was the running back situation we were trying to figure out how that was going to work with all these guys who were kind of rotational players and none of them were bigger and physical and then we're talking ourselves into Corey clement you know i'll do respect to Corey clement but it's like you know it's like all right you know he's gonna be the guy well you know he's undrafted i don't know how that's gonna work out but beyond laguerre blunt on the field which i think is going to be awesome i think Eagles fans and Philly fans in general are going to love this guy. I don't know if you guys saw his his tweet from last night, but <laughs> some dude was just trying to give him crap for leaving the Patriots or whatever. 
and they tweeted uh, at him something like, oh, you're thinking about all those L's you're going to take with the Eagles. And LeGarrette Blunt just comes back with, no, I'm thinking about all the L's you take for only having 70 followers, chump. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, he just, like, he just pumps people on off the field. I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah, and just in, I mean, he didn't say much in his press conference either, but at the same time, I he's just that guy. He's, you know, uh, if, if he uh, accidentally gets a little upset at Des Bryant this year and Clocks him in the uh, jaw. Knocks I think I'm a, him out cold. Worth worth the 400k guaranteed, right? I mean, like oh, that's that's yeah. fine by me. And I'd rather him do it on the wagon. football field. He's but. on the one wagon too, which is very exciting. Exactly. So there's, uh, I I think there's, you know, and the the thing that popped out the most, and you know, I, I think we've had a large discussion all this week, and we won't bore you to death about well, how many carries is he going to have because we've we've done that to death a little bit, but we two hundred and forty three two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, two, two forty-three <laughs> and twelve and a half touchdowns. But uh, I, I do think that this allows Doug Peterson to be aggressive and stay aggressive. And one of those things that I think was the largest gap last season was the mentality was great, and you didn't have anybody that could convert consistently. Fourth and short, third and short, uh, whatever. They were twenty-six, twenty-seventh in the league going into that. This helps in the red zone. This uh, it might you know we were talking even before this this might even take away a couple of red zone touchdowns from Alshon Jeffrey but I, I I think this impacts the offense more than more than we give it credit for in the situations that he needs to be in yeah I think it's a great point the situational value that that Blunt brings to this team especially John it really hasn't just been last year it's like. When was the last time the Eagles were a good short yardage team? Because I don't remember. I feel like this has been something that we have talked about year Actually, two, after. 2013. Was that what it was? Okay. Team. So there you go. But for the last four plus years, it's been one of those things where we're constantly time and time and time again, they can't seem to get it done in those short situations. And, and that's something that I think there's also the kind of like the soft stuff off of that that you don't think about a lot, but like the mentality that that kind of hit it takes on a football team to continually not convert those those convertible plays. Brandon, I think that takes a lot out of a team and out of the kind of gusto that they're going with. And speaking of those conversions, yeah. by the way, here uh, we go. Eagles happen to have a coach who likes to be pretty aggressive in fourth down and end in those short yarded situations and go for it. So. Really is like Legarrette Blunt the most perfect running back that like Doug Peterson could have because of that. I think that's uh, something to add in there, and I just like it, man. I guess going back to James' point, you said there, not just even just the short yardage thing. I just when's the last time the Eagles had a running back this big? When has when's the last time there's been like a running back this big in the NFL that's so prominent? I guess like Jerome Bettis, the bust, but like when you think about it, Legarrette Blunt is bigger than any linebacker the Eagles have. Wow, that's crazy, right? I mean, he's, he's two fifty, or at least. <laughs> I didn't think of that. In his in, in his own words, he weighs quote how much he needs to be, which, <laughs> which I thought great, was a great answer, very yeah. great answer. But uh, I think it's something to get excited about. It's kind of he, he might only be here a year, but I think it could be fun. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. We're going to kick things off with Jim in Wilmington. Jim, what's going on this afternoon, bud? Hey, what's going on? How you guys doing? Good, today? man. Um, I just would like to say about this, as far as uh. Uh, the quarterbacks, I mean quarterbacks, uh, the receivers you guys got this year, Alshon Jeffries and Torrey Smith. Alshon Jeffries had uh, Brandon Marshall next to him. Jeffrey. Oh, yeah, yeah, Alsh- Alshon Jeffrey. What did I say? You said put, put the S on there. It's so good. I put the uh, S on Daniels for like the entire season last year. I'm going to I'm, oh. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not standing for it. <laughs> oh, okay. This is our guy now. Uh, no, I just wanted to say when he had Brandon Marshall next to him for two years, he had 1,400 yards. And he had 1,100 yards, and the two years without him, 
He had 800 yards both years. Well, he also then, had Jake Cutler for those two years, and then he had uh, a, a carousel of awful quarterbacks after that too. But when he had when he when he had Brandon Marshall next to him, Brandon Marshall had the same quarterback too. Jake Cutler. That's what I'm saying. Yes, that's my point. Who are you a fan oh, of, by the way, Jim? You said you guys. Oh, You're not an Eagles fan, I'm assuming. No, no, because uh, no, no, just because uh, it seems like whatever every no. move that the Eagles make now, you got uh, the guy on earlier this week saying you guys are going to get 12 wins now because you got the Garrett Blunt. Now, can you name well, a well, guy? Who are you a fan of, by Jim? Uh, what, who are you, are you a Cowboy fan? No, no, I keep getting labeled with that because I don't like the Eagles. I just don't like the so Eagles. So who are you a fan of? Who do you root I like, for? I don't. I don't root for anybody. I root oh, okay. for whoever. Cool. I don't move for anybody. Yeah. But in all honesty, what? so Jim, well, hold on real quick, Jim. What's your point on on Jeffrey? He's not as good because he he had Brandon Marshall helping him out. Yeah, and also uh, great Corey point, Smith. man. What? All right, I don't know. I, I whatever, dude. I he mean, was like, de- I, he was definitely a cowboy fan. You could tell. The, I heard him. <laughs> the first thing he says is, "You guys, you know, are over. Essentially, you guys are overrating yeah. this guy. You got Alshon Jeffrey." I'm like, all right. So he's not an Eagles fan. That's pretty obvious. Yeah, he's a fan of anyone. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, he's not a fan of anyone. Oh, That's the key. Yeah. Fan of the game. He has a room for anybody. He's a fan of the game, you know, just like that. He's what, just there what to call sports radio stations it, around the country, and and I think you guys got a problem here. Huh? It means to the Chiefs now. Hey, <laughs> I don't like that Patrick Mahomes trade. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was. I don't know. People are saying they're 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 you know Andy Reid's a great quarterback coach, but let me tell you this dot dot dot. You know, it's just it's the same way. That's why I never understand that about, and that's any sport because I noticed that with LeBron fans. Uh, too, just like I'm just a fan of the game, which actually means that they root for LeBron yep. and the Cavs. Yep, you know it's the same thing. Like, and by the way, can we just take five seconds? Yes, one, please. two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the Boston Celtics! You're real close to winning a championship by uh, by setting a a NBA record for being down down by 41 points at halftime. Yeah, you're real close, Boston. They still I lost really enjoyed by that. Forty something points, right? Forty four. Brad or Stevens. Is it one thirty to eighty six? Hot seat, Brad Stevens. Coaching on the hot for his seat. job. Regardless of that, there and, and we'll get into this in the next segment too. I can't actually believe that there are, especially in the fantasy community, that there are mm. a lot of doubts of Alshon Jeffrey. And the one thing that sure we're gonna we're gonna you know go through the whole gamut of will this work? Will this won't work for the next couple of months here? Alshon Jeffrey is a very good wide receiver. That's it. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey is going to score touchdowns. Yep. He's going to have close to a thousand yards and probably more, hopefully, depending on, you know, how this how this really rolls. I don't understand awkward fits. You know, people were before the PED thing, everybody was like, oh my God, yes, you have to pay. And then after that, it was just like he it somehow turned into, well, he's not that good of a wide receiver. Yes, he is. And from what the Eagles fans and everybody that has been used to uh, watching whatever they've been watching for the past year, and the coaches even possibly are so just profoundly shocked that there's an actual wide receiver that can do his job that they're already saying things like, man, he's just, I'm really impressed with him. Of course they are, because he's an actual NFL wide receiver. Who can catch the foot? Ball, 188 targets the last two years. You know how many times he's dropped it? Twice! <laughs> two times! Is those big mitts for hands, yes. man. His hands are huge. Do you think that, going back to the Detroit game in week five, 
on that. It was a bad Wentz throw, but do you think if that you replaced Nelson Aguilar with Alshon oh Jeffrey, yeah. that that's not a freaking game-winning field goal? Jump. He wouldn't have even needed to jump because D- Darius Slay would have jumped and he'd be like, get down, boy. <laughs> that is my ball. So, you know, I, I you can question a lot of things. That's the one thing I, I don't think I'm ever going to no. question this season. No, my only question with Alshon Jeffrey is his hamstrings. If his exactly. hamstrings stay healthy, and, and that's a fair It's not a talent if, issue. If you want to go the argument, hey, he's had a lot of soft tissue stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a worry, and, yep. I, and I get that. And if that's your argument, I'm, I have nothing to come back with. I hope you're wrong, you know, but... but the argument that he's not a good receiver is like it's it's not even worth talking about. It's so stupid. It's good to Phil in down there in Virginia. Phil, what's going on this afternoon, pal? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I am great. Well, I'm better now that I don't have to listen to that retard that was just talking earlier. <laughs> uh, what's but, uh, yeah? What do you what do you got on there, my friend? If you got a minute, I'm going to tell you why the Eagles should win the division, and if not, should they should at least compete? Okay. All right, so Giants, right? Eli, enough said. Like, ups, downs, probably more downs. No run game, no O-line. You can't protect him. He can't throw it to your new fancy 33-year-old free agent who only came to the city because he didn't feel like leaving. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Marshall's, I, I Marshall's still pretty good, man. I, 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 but, yeah, go ahead and continue. I, I mean, I don't see it, but uh, maybe. Even that, it's an 8-8 eight eight season for them. Redskins, you got to replace 2,000-yard wide receivers. And a general no manager. established running game. And a you know, I mean, I, I was really hoping they'd, they'd be a dumpster fire, but they, you know, made some actual smart moves, but it's not enough to replace what they lost. And uh, what do you think of then Dallas then? Boundary aggress. You know, that defense and that corner situation, like our corner situation is not the best, but we've got an upgraded D line and edge where they don't really. And our safeties are better than theirs to protect those cornerbacks. You agree? Here's where I'll disagree with. with I actually think I, I do think that Dallas has some form of regression in there. I don't know how much. Yep. I actually think the Giants are probably there at the end of the year at ten wins. Oh wow! I wow. see. I kind of see the Giants regressing. I don't think. I think Dallas they're not going to win thirteen games, but I think they're going to be eleven and five. 12 and for me. I think they're going to be good again. I think the Giants are the one who are more likely to regress. I like the Marshall move for them. I think that helps, but he's 35 years old. Like he is getting up there. And outside of that, like they didn't really do a ton. I think the biggest issue with the Giants is they did absolutely nothing to improve an already atrocious offensive yeah. line. I think that's a real issue that people have not talked about one bit. Exactly. Exactly. He's not going to have time to throw to Marshall or OBJ if, if you know, that they keep that line. Yeah, and and Phil, I appreciate the call. I think, uh, I mean, I think Washington's the dumpster fire. This I think. Year. Well, here's the thing. I think, and it's kind of like, I, I think it's a toss between you know how who, Dallas or the Giants kind of take that the first or second role there. But I don't, I don't see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, know. I, I, I don't think Washington's going to be great either. I, I think we could have a very similar type of year where you see you know four teams with seven seven or more wins in this division. I think. I don't think there's any team that is going to take a huge step backwards. I just think that it's more likely the Giants aren't quite as good as last year because I I really think that offensive line is going to be their Achilles heel. They overachieved last year. Remember, like well. there was one did, the, they, did they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On remember the defensive times, side of the ball. Remember in times of the the year, like I think no, it was no, after the they beat was good. the Browns and they were like eight and three, and we're like. We're sitting here. Yeah, like, we're like this the is the worst eight. The, oh yeah, yeah. They were just we said the, the point worst eight and three of all time is exactly. what we said. Exactly. The point differential and it was bad. felt that way. The defense was legit. You know, obviously yeah. we'll give him that. But look, Eli Manning is like he's going downhill, man. He's like he. Did, I mean, yeah. the offensive line's a part of that. But look, they didn't address the offensive line. That's still a factor. He's getting older. 
I know he has all those weapons, but if he doesn't have the time to throw to him, what does it mean? And then what? The, with the running game, they still don't have a running back. Paul Perkins? Well, yeah, they, like, I mean, they drafted Gallman, who's, they, you know, it's, it's just a guy in my opinion, but like, yeah. it's not going <laughs> to, yeah. And and really, he needs a stronger offensive line, I think, to be like successful. They all do. And, I, can't, I can't stress enough how bad that line was and the fact that they added no one. Like, they let Marshall Newhouse go. Like, they did nothing. Like, I don't even know who their starting tackle is outside of Eric Flowers, who's a disaster. Yeah. And here's the other thing. When it comes to the specifics of the Eagles playing the Giants, the Eagles own the Giants. They've beaten them like what, fourteen out of the last eighteen times? Like I'm not gonna sit there and like be afraid of them all of a sudden. I, I well I see, I just think that even if because I look at I just think of the Jets offense for the past couple of years, right? So I think I look at Ryan Fitzpatrick and the wide the wide receiving core he had. Eli Manning's a better you know, quarterback than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Sure. A lot of people are. <laughs> and that wide receiving core made him kind of stand up. They didn't have the greatest sure. offensive line in the world. They sure. didn't have a running back that's going through there. They still put up thousands of yards in they seasons. Had a, they had a, one that, season, Real right? quick, though, real quick, that Jets offensive line, significantly oh, better than what this Giants line is. But, it, but when you take, I, I just don't think, and maybe this is, maybe I'm being too optimistic for, the, for, for the Giants. I just don't see their offense being that bad again next year. Uh, you know, it's it's their it's the second year of of McAdoo as head no, coach, I and they got I, I just don't expect them to be the same or worse than what they already were. I think the better argument for the Giants will be good again is that defense is so legit, and they're going to be better in their second year because yeah. I could see that. I mean, that D was Maybe. really good, and not a ton of changeover there on the defensive side of the ball. A couple minor moves, so I could see that. But I man, I'm I think the offense got lucky. Even last year, as bad as they were, wow. I think I think it could be worse. Even with, wow. especially with, look, I like Brandon Marshall, but again, thirty five years old. That is old for the NFL. That's an old man in the NFL. And well, Jerry Rice was forty. Yeah, Jerry Rice was also <laughs> the best player in the history of the game. At least the best non quarterback yeah. in the history of the game. So I don't know. I know what you're saying, and I get it. But for me, I think the I think people are, see the the shiny Brandon Marshall signing and go, "Ooh, OBJ on one side, Brandon Marshall on the other. They're gonna kill it." And I think everything else kind of sucks. Yeah, I, 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 on the offense, I agree, and uh, that's why. And the funny thing about this week, and I think I saw Ian Rappaport tweeted out where Eric Flowers is really impressing and looking good in the weight room and <laughs> really working hard this offseason. He didn't go home. It's just like, dude, that guy could Best that could his life. dude could be in a sweat lodge for the next. Six months and uh, it wouldn't matter. Like he still could play I, I, left I tackle. Jonathan Ogden teaching him every day for the next ten <laughs> years how to play left tackle, and he wouldn't be able to play left tackle. So uh, a lot of stuff to get into, in f- including, I mean, are the Eagles going to go with four running backs here? And do we have just? Are we going to be looking at a ton of different role players throughout this thing? Speed GN Radio, right here on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. This is Speed GN. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's going to be uh, Soundgarden coming back uh, from every break. Chris Cornell was had so much impact on my life, and I was uh, destroyed that he uh, took his own life. But uh, he was one of the best musicians that I've ever experienced. And if you don't know, if you're too young, you're too old. Definitely go through the catalog from solo stuff to Soundgarden all around. They changed how I listen to music. They probably saved my life, too. So it is BGN Radio. John Barcher, James Zelter, Brandon Lee Gowton here with you, uh, hanging out until 3 o'clock. 
And there are cheesesteaks in the room, so we're also doubly <laughs> excited by that. Uh, oh, before man. we got into uh, uh, all of the rigmarole about the NFC East, which was great because it was a good discussion here, uh, when we're talking about LeGarrette Blunt, and when we're talking about you know his carries and his touchdowns, that's all fine and dandy. And being aggressive, I, I I don't know. Again, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to be quote unquote a lead back. And it's not really anything towards him. It's more just the offense. And so when you kind of break all those things up, I don't expect them to have more than 130 carries. I really don't. And uh, I'm sure that they will lean on him sometimes and give him 15, maybe even 20 in some regards. And BLG's pointed that out before in the past of how this offense was so successful against Pittsburgh this year and also against Atlanta as they had, you know, a dominant run ball or run control throughout that. They controlled the clock. They did all that. Garrett Blunt helps you do that. But really, even if Corey Clement makes his football team and you're caring for running backs, they're all kind of role-playing running backs. There's no, again, there's no, like, dominant thing that you can go, okay, this is this is the guy, and, it, and it's going to be a little bit hot hand. And I think, unfortunately, for myself, it's a running back by committee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, and it's there. And I don't know if it, I don't know if it's, again, we try to get into this on the podcast at BGN underscore radio with Vince Quinn a little bit there, too. He's dancing I, in the streets yeah, now, the excitement exactly. over running back but, and committee. But I can't tell if this is rotational. Or it is a committee, and I, I lean more a committee. I don't. I don't think there's. I don't, still don't think they have their true running back here, James. Yeah, I just don't think any of the guys that they have. I mean, look, even Blunt got what three hundred plus carries last year in New England, so was really utilized as close to a, a full time go to back as he's ever been in his career. Even then, I, I still like you said, John. I really think fit wise, I don't think this offense is trying to hand the ball off to that type of running back three hundred times, but. I think it could be more than that. I think it could be closer in the 200-plus range. I do think that, I, I again, we, we kind of went through this last week, right, and the whole, like, what does even running back by committee mean? Is that even yeah. a real thing and all that? I think it. I think there will be a rotation. I think you will see, obviously, Sproles, uh, Pumphrey get some kind of run in that role. I think you'll see Small will get some carries. But I do think that when all is said and done, LeGarrette Blunt will be definitely the leading carrier on this team. I think he will end with the most carries, most per game. I think that while he will not be the, you know, Brandon, the go-to, you know, back you can keep on the field, all three downs, all that kind of stuff, I do think ultimately in terms of pure rushing the football, he will be the guy they lean on the most. He's going to be this year's version of Ryan Matthews. I mean, that's pretty much exactly, I think, why they signed him too. We all know Ryan Matthews is going to be out the door here as soon as he gets healthy enough to pass physical. Um, So we'll see him go soon. But I think, yeah, they brought in Brunt, Blunt to be a you know that guy who can handle that wor- workload because the other guys just couldn't. Like, Donald Pumphrey is 176, and Wendell Smallwood was getting hurt a lot, lot last year, and he hasn't really proved that he could be that guy. And Sproles, obviously, he was the Eagles' lead running back at one year, which is kind of ridiculous to think you know yeah. they, they were relying on, for the first time ever, Darren Sproles at age 33 as a lead back. So he comes in here, he gives you a guy you can lean on in a volume role, and when you think about this rotational thing as an offense as a whole, not just the running backs, it really is the offense as a whole because the wide receivers too. You know, you look at these guys, it's like who is actually – I mean, Alshon's obviously the starter, yeah, and I yeah. think mm-hmm. same thing with Blunt, but it's like, all right, how much are these other guys going to play? How are they going to rotate in here? I think that's going to be interesting to see. And, and really where those kind of battles come down to, you know, if Jordan Matthews is here, he's a lock. If he's gone, they probably only go with five wide receivers. And at that point – Nelson Aguilar might be there. If they go with six, then it probably oh. comes down to Torrey Smith and, and Nelson Aguilar, and Torrey's probably going to win that 
nine times out of nine. You know, so it's uh, all these things kind of matter. And as we'll go back to the phones here, 888-729-9494. So we go to Dave in Center City. Dave, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Well, what's going on is I got to make a turn on Walnut Street, but that's another issue. <laughs> okay. But is, it, is it closed off? There you go. What's going on? Did you get yeah, shut I down? Don't know, I don't know what's going on. You know, it's it um, brutal, man. Yeah, it's ugly. It's not as ugly, but we're talking about the Eagles. Let me tell you something. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm riding around now. My beautiful Eagles jersey and the whole bit. On Walnut Street. I do not like what we've done. There's only two signings. Oh, you say you do not like signings. it? No, there are only two signings to me that made sense. One was blunt, the other one was long. The rest of those guys, I am not happy with. I am not an all-shine Jeffrey fan. I, I, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, for whatever you want to call him. <laughs> he will not do anything. Really. What, now what, yeah, what makes you believe that? I've never been a fan of his. Even when he was in South Carolina. I didn't think he was that good. I still what is going on? But what about the, the good that he has done? Like, we've seen him be good in the NFL. I, in my estimation, he's been mediocre. Okay? We still do not have players that are elite. That's yeah, but Dave, but Dave I mean, like, if you're talking about you like Chris Long and you like LeGarrette Blunt, like, how are those guys elite? Because <laughs> like, or better Long, than what you're doing. If you look at his his track record, look at what he's done, look at his lineage. He's a good player. He's just in a situation. Blunt has an opportunity here to be a lead back. That may not happen, but he has an opportunity. Uh, you were talking about how many carries he may have. Uh, realistically, if we can get 700 to 800 yards out of him, it's been a good for him. Yeah, and I and I honestly think that's his range here. But I mean, as James is pulling this up in front of me, just as a reminder, I mean, his second year in the league, playing 16 full games, 89 receptions, 150 targets, 14. That is not a misprint. 1400 yards uh, and seven tutties. Mediocre and double that's, digit that's, touchdowns the next year over a thousand yards again. It's like yeah, I mean it, like, that, that like <laughs> it, he's like I'm like he's been good in the NFL. He's like ah, he's been mediocre. No, he's been good in nine games. In nine games in 2015, before he got injured, he still had 800 yards. So that's and a, then like, last that's year, a pace for you know like a 50, 1400 yards again. <laughs> last year, you he 12 games. 12 games, 821 yards, which, hey, that's not as great. But they had Brian Hoyer yes. and then a guy who can't throw a football Matt Bar- in Matt Barkley. We all know how bad Matt Barkley is. We got to see the awfulness that is Matt Barkley in person. Let's let's say he is mediocre, just for the sake of this guy's argument. The Eagles wide receiving core last year was the worst in the NFL. They, the players are so bad. <laughs> what is Mediocre is an upgrade, even if that's your argument, which is totally flawed. How could you hate that they upgraded at the position that they had the worst players in the NFL at? On a one-year contract that is yes. heavily incentivized. It's a great contract. I, I, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm perplexed. I'm like, I don't, and this is why I'm perplexed. I just want to eat this cheesesteak now. It I, is, I don't <laughs> even want to talk about this anymore. It's not just some Eagles fans, some of the NFL that's in here. The fantasy world is also saying this. I saw Evan Silva. I saw the dude from Yahoo who's Scott, their, Scott Pianowski. Yeah, Scott. I don't know what I'm talking about. Is is needs to be his freaking last name Ski. here? Uh, how how does how is it possible 
that all of these quote unquote fantasy gurus, and I'm not bashing them. I respect them. I usually they're pretty I read good, their yeah. columns on everything. I think they're very smart and, and intuitive guys, which I, I guess makes me a little more worried that they're saying this, but they are not drafting Alshon Jeffrey in their quote unquote fantasy draft. And I know with the it's just fantasy football, why do you care what those guys think about? But that's that's still a weird perception, I think, to have of Jeffrey right now. Uh and and the and their reasoning is even worse that it's an awkward fit. How is it awkward? Where is this awkward at all? Like I, the, is the perception that the Eagles don't like to throw the ball down the field and that's oh what it God. is. And, and Carson Wentz won't do it because he literally could I mean I I I don't know how many times we said this last year. They didn't have anyone to throw the ball downfield. And now they have two of them. So I'm sure that you are going to see a major difference in the 20-plus yard category, are we not? Yeah, absolutely we are. But then even taking that a step further, like Alshon Jeffrey could be a great fit just throwing the ball to him 10 yards every yes. time. Like, yes. I don't, that's the part I don't get. Like, I don't, for based on what we saw from Carson Wentz last year, even for those people who do want to say, oh, we can't throw a deep ball or whatever that is, like, then fine. Alshon Jeffrey is the perfect 10-yard receiver in the league. He's the best one. He's huge, and he just stands there, and he takes up the entire area, and you throw him the football, and he gets it. I don't I, I, I don't get it. Go back right now and just watch Josh Norman on Alshon Jeffrey and watch him run slants. Against, again, all day. all day long, just uh, eating his lunch. No, I, no idea where he is. 10 yards at a time, 15 yards at a time, 20 yards at a time. Oh, they're in the red zone. Oh, he makes an amazing catch touchdown. It's a, I, I mean, what's going, yeah. Is there like just been too many sightings? What's <laughs> going on in here? 888-729-9494. Ron in Pottstown joins us. What's going on, buddy? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Ronnie. I want to make a point about the Sixers and Eagles. I'm an old retired guy. I have nothing in my life but the Philly sports, and I love it. I'm uh, not a retired guy, and I still am the same way. So I yeah, understand. I, and I the, also love it. <laughs> the night of the ping, balls, ping pong ball night, I was at my sink doing dishes. I had WIP on, and I was ch- chanting, trust the process. Oh, I think nice. the neighbors probably heard me thought I was crazy. Uh, I can't There's about 4,000 crazy people at Xfinity Live doing the same thing, so oh, you're, yeah, you're right I in there. I can't wait to the draft. Concerning the Eagles, um, I love what they've done on offense. I think we're going to have a great offensive team. I'm worried about linebacker. We keep talking about trading Kendricks and whatnot, but we are paper thin at linebacker. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys feel about that also. Uh, I, I think for – yeah, I mean, it's paper thin, but you think about Michael Kendricks in 23 snaps for the – or 23% of the snaps the entire year. You know, in yeah. some games he's out there for five. Some games he's out there for ten. I think if uh, – I mean, Najee Good is not exactly a, a, a bruiser or a ball buster, but he's been solid his entire career as as, yeah. as a backup. And if they do find a, a swap for Kendricks, maybe it's a linebacker for linebacker swap. Who knows? Like I just I hope so. f- find me somebody better that that happens. There, there's still Jason Kelsey that's here. They're going to have to figure out what's going to go on with their offensive line. I really don't. I honestly don't think they're going to keep three centers. And maybe it's yeah, maybe can. it's Barber. I don't know who 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 ends up being the switch for for a cheap uh, upgrade there, Ron. But we got to bulk up at linebackers. We are really thin at linebacker, fellas. Yeah, I, yeah, we, it, and it's and and it's really just the weak side. I don't know if it's yeah, it's, it's I, I feel that pretty good thin. about the other side. Yeah, and also I think we talked about this last time. The concept that they don't really need like the defense that they play doesn't really require linebackers on the field all the time. Like you just said, Michael Kendricks was theoretically the third starter last year, and he only played twenty three percent of the time. So 
I think they can get by kind of doing what they're doing with that. I thought you were going to say Najee good, not exactly good, but you didn't <laughs> oh, go that way, man. and I was so thrown off. I was womp, disappointed. Womp. Uh, yeah, and, and and don't forget about Dark Horse, you know, Nate Gary, who's uh, just an absolute stud. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm kidding. He likes to no hand idea. the ball back to the quarterback. I saw that a lot. <laughs> that was pretty, that was pretty good. It was, it know. was, but that's good. the only thing. It was like, they draft this guy, and then I just see that video 8,000 times in my Twitter timeline, and then that was it. And then that's it. I am curious how he works out. I mean, like, I have severe doubt. Me too. That he even makes his football team. And it's just, I don't know, he looks... The same, the same way where you get up close with some of these guys and you see like Donnell Pumphrey and like, wow, he's really small. <laughs> and then you look at Nate Gary and you're like, yeah, that dude's a linebacker. And you're like, no, two eighteen, no, not two eighteen. John Legarrette Blunt is thirty two pounds heavier. Than <laughs> we'll keep the uh, conversations rolling here. It is BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. It's BGN Radio, right here on 94 WIP. John Barcher, James Zeltzer, Brandon Lee Gelton. And I believe, I believe that James Zeltzer is a official converter of the Woodrow's cheesesteak. You are correct, sir. There it is. That is a hell of a cheesesteak. <laughs> wow. So, so shout out to them, as always, because it is, uh, it's one of our favorite sandwich shops. It's really good. And our, our good friend and uh, road producer, Brian Coulter, brought him, brought him in to, uh, uh, to enjoy, for us to enjoy. So we're, we're doing that. And uh, we are talking Eagles uh, right up until 3 o'clock. And uh, for some reason, the fantasy world, and, and maybe even to my astonishment, a lot of people in Philadelphia and around the <laughs> Around here are are not so happy with the Alshon Jeffrey signing all of a sudden, which is which is baffling to me. But I I see some may know him as John Boyle, others may know him as at not my real emails on uh, the Twitter dot com. I know him best as John from Portland. John, what's going on today, buddy? How are you? Hey man, uh, it, it's funny. I you know this Legarrette Blunt signing is pretty cool for me, having watched him at Oregon, yeah. and then he's back. Um, I, I looked up, you know, the short yardage issues the Eagles had last year, and I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize it was this bad. You know, they were 27th in first down conversion, 21st in yards per carry, 26th in first down percentage, and dead last in rushes for negative yards when it was third or fourth down and three and less. And you, know, you look at Legarrette Blunt last year. And on those same situations, he averaged 5.4 yards a carry. Wow. That's a big upgrade, right, John? That's uh, huge. It's, and, uh, it's, and, no, go ahead. You know, you look at his 18 touchdowns, that's impressive. To me, it's more impressive. 11 of them were from one yard out, and 13 of them were five or less out. Everybody knew he was running the ball. Yeah, yeah, especially when 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 Tom Brady was missing there too, and that's one thing we haven't touched on for four games. And you're going with Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Jacoby Brissett, and you're going back and forth between that whole thing. They knew it was coming. I mean, that's the bulk of those carries from last year. Uh, a lot of people couldn't stop it. Still, <laughs> yeah, he was an excellent on my fantasy roster. Speaking of that, oh yeah, yeah, and I know you know with fantasy stuff, the PPR predominance. You know, I get why people aren't as excited about Blunt because he can't catch it all. But the one, you know, thing I will note with with his rushing, 
Jason Peters, Brandon Brooks, and Lane Johnson, if they're healthy, mm-hmm. he's never run behind anything close to that. Oh, that is a very great point, John. It's a and great we are point. Appreciate the goal. Well, especially- you know what, yeah, you know what, real quick, though, that Pittsburgh line a couple years ago was really good. So I don't want to say never behind anything like that, but certainly more talented than somebody. Well, he was only there for like 65 carries, wasn't he? Well, whatever. He, uh, he said he's <laughs> never run behind a line like I'm just, this. I'm, yeah, I'm that's saying. fair. That's fair. That's fair. Either way, never run behind the line a lot. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the majority of his career. I, I, like, I can't, because the last time that he had a ton of carries was down in Tampa, and it was like 216 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how good their offensive line was back in 2010. Yeah, even but, even uh, even me, renowned offensive line expert, doesn't know how good they were. I mean, probably not good. What did they have? Who was their quarterback at the time? I don't even remember. Cadillac Williams was on that team. Oh, oh my gosh, that? that's way back. So yeah. that's and that was towards the end of his career. Is it, there, yeah. is, could it have? Is it before Josh Freeman? Is this pre? Josh Oh no, Freeman? that would have been. Would've that been probably would have been Josh Freeman. Yeah. I think. So actually, know why it was? It was and Josh I, Freeman. How about I that? had this is one of my favorite uh, stories about the blunt signing. That no one will care about, but I used to play I'll care, BLG, I with promise. the Bucks, and I think Madden 2013 or so. And because you know, I don't want to play with, with the super good teams, so you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. That's not fun. Because then you rage quit, and then everybody right. get upset. I yeah. want to play with like bad teams and try to you know beat people with that bad team. And I was with them, and it was Freeman, and I would wear the creamsicle jerseys because those are great. <laughs> and, Madden, and I would have Legarrette Blunt, and all I would do, and me and my friend would do this, we would just. Use him, and all we would do is mash the A button. That was like the stiff arm button over and over, and you could not tackle the Garrett Block. He was unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, he still got some ups, too. I mean, the gif of him going around and leaping leaping over, you know, yeah. the Miami dude. And the, Byron Maxwell. Oh, yeah. that was yeah. Byron Maxwell. Was That's Byron right. Maxwell, yeah. Say hi to our old friend. Let's go to Jack in Santa Barbara. Jack, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, John. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Hey, James. What's up, Jack? How you been, buddy? Good, man. Hey, um... I, I've never called uh, a Bleeding Green Nation before, and, you know, I'm way more a hoops guy than, than a football guy. But I, I, wanted, to kind, I wanted to kind of translate um, because back in the day, Spadaro and I had a great relationship. He's a great basketball player. And I began. Is he Dave Spadaro's a basketball breaking player? Breaking news oh, yeah, here. Oh, next time we see him in the locker room, we got to do that. I knew he that. was a tennis guy. I didn't know he's a no, uh, basketball no, he's guy a re- too. No, he's a really good basketball wow. player. Wow. And, and and I played hoops, so we related that way. And I kept saying to him, and I want your take on this, John. I think football's changing to basketball on grass. I really do. Um, you see. You see these guys now that are, are in college making that transition, and they're these, you know, power forward freaks that are, that are, that are catching balls and, and guarding guys that are catching balls. The rules seem to have changed to protect them that way, and maybe it's all fantasy football that, that has changed it that way. I don't know. I think Christian McCaffrey is going mm-hmm. to change the way a running back is perceived if he stays healthy. Um, so I want your take on all this because, uh, you know, I'm enjoying what's going on with the Sixers you got it, in Jack. the midst. Of Absolutely, yeah. and so are we. We're you know we're, this, is, this is a pretty big blend of hoops, hoops and or Sixers and Eagles amongst our brains in here too. I don't know necessarily if that. I mean, I think that was a trend that happened a long time ago. I uh, you started to see a lot of guys who 
uh, dueled in both sports. A lot of these guys, yeah. even offensive linemen, it's not just the skill positions yeah, either. Antonio Gates, that was like a big deal over a decade ago. Yeah. People were like, wow, power Tony forward. Gonzalez, Kansas, yeah, all that, yeah. Tony Gonzalez, DeCal, sure. And we're all thinking, we all have dreams of LeBron James playing tight end in the NFL uh, at some point and uh, just kind of pull a Jordan. And actually, uh, Wouldn't it be funny if LeBron pulled a Jordan and actually did it a way better than like just everything? It's just like, fine, you don't think I'm... You don't think I'm better than Jordan? I'm going to go play football. Oh, I'm going to prove to you that I can do anything. Which he can. I'm. He, he, oh, he, he, he doesn't come out of games. He's played like a trillion minutes. He, it's unbelievable. Watching him in the Celtics series, he, he doesn't just, come out of the games. Like, was, I don't uh, understand what is happening. I've never seen someone like this before. I can't emphasize enough how that looked like an exhibition game last oh, my night God. in the it preseason. Was, like, there was it, yeah. hardly any effort going yeah. in there. Which, you know, not to get too basketball yeah. but, like, this Warriors cap. I think the Warriors are just the best team, period. But like, I, this is going to be I, that the final. Like, we'll have a, fu- a fun series to watch. But yeah, and I, so tangent. I, I don't think there's a there's a huge trend of you know all these this this basketball on grass per se. I think it's just it's some of the rule. It's just a passing league. It ended yes. up into a passing league. But I don't. I honestly don't know how long that kind of stays on for. It just depends. That really comes down to how many good quarterbacks are there left in the league. How how many of these guys are actually going to be that. Elevated, you know, is, is Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota or Carson Wentz, uh, or Dak Derek Prescott, Carr, Derek Carr, or all those guys going to be better, the, better the next than those wave guys? Of those guys, or? I'm sure some of them will be in the top five because that's that's what they are. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be better than those previous regimes that's that are coming call. in here. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Rob, Steve, Harry, all hang out there for just a little bit, and we'll get back to it. Right here, it is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia. From the Tasty Cake Studios, this is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's BGN Radio, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 888-729-9494. John Barcher, James Zeltzer, Brandon Lee, Gelton with you till 3 o'clock. And man, oh man. It's, it's I can't it. believe it. I still can't believe he's going. Well, what I will say is this song sounds exactly like we, when John was trying to tell Ben Livingston, our producer behind the glass, he was like, no, just play the beginning of the song. It should be like, bum, 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 bum. and it sounded exactly <laughs> like you said. You nailed it. I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and that's this is probably one of their most famous ones, but like, I don't know. Like he was, Chris Cornell was able to do so many different things vocally, and yes. it just you were just a. I, I remember because I was in bands for a very long time, and we were obsessed with like, how do you do that <laughs> falsetto, but then also scream it out loud yeah. at the same time, and it just with you know, the rawness yeah. too. Like he just had at one of those voices that just felt so authentic and so, real when you listen to it that it kind of comes through the the you know the the radio whatever you're listening on it comes through to you in a different way that's the way i always felt about it yeah and especially in that song too is it you know heads to that bridge and does oh all that goodness. stuff it's you know Gets yeah. yeah, man. No, you don't think that he could hit the notes that he could hit for sure. <laughs> uh, we've been uh, we've been talking a lot about you know the Garrett Blunt and, and the impact of of what that is and. For some reason, the fantasy world is out on Alshon Jeffrey because it's an awkward fit. I've even seen some things where it was Carson Wentz is erratic. <laughs> just kind of like, all right, guys. I mean, like, what, whatever you want at this point, you can just pile it on. I'm just, all I'm doing, and I'm sure Brandon's doing the same thing, 
is just faving every tweet and just <laughs> getting it ready you for six months Brandon down the road is... when it's just kind of like, all right, let's re-examine a lot of this that's going on. I just uh, I don't do, understand. Can a we lot do of... re- retweet Carson Geddon someday? Oh, yeah. Oh, why don't we do that? Oh, oh, oh I mean, that's man. A, it's a complete ripoff of the rights that's of Ricky fine. Sanchez, folks. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm we like fine to rip that. off from great people. We're good with that. <laughs> uh, I believe. I believe. This is our good friend, Stephen Lee, down at West Palm Beach, but maybe I'm right or wrong. Stephen, what's going on today, buddy? How are you? I'm good, gentlemen. How are we doing? What's up, buddy? So, uh, yeah, I, saw you, I saw you guys were on from one to three, man. I figured I'd give you guys a buzz. Excellent. Awesome. So, Stephen uh, it had uh, it flew up just for the day yeah. for the draft just to come meet us and hang out and do all that stuff, and uh, he rocked the, uh, the Pro Bowl Fletcher Cox jersey, and he is way too pretty. So I'm, yeah. I'm just going to throw all that out there. What's well, on your mind you today, though, buddy? Much. Yeah, of course, anytime. You know, uh, one thing I just wanted to touch on real quick is I feel like most people have definitely, if they weren't initially into it, have come around to, to Derek Barnett at 14 there. Um, but the expectations in year one, you know, Jimmy Kemsky talks about this all the time. I don't want people to expect this guy to come in here and have nine and a half, ten sacks his first year. You typically don't see that from edge rushers in year one. If you look at Vic Beasley – he had four sacks in 2015, took the leap in his second year. So it's more or less just we need to taper our expectations, and, and everybody should know that I think he's, you know, I definitely think he's going to be a great player, but it might not be sexy stats the first year or even two. Yeah, I think that's a great call, and, and I, I think you should say that pretty much for the whole rookie class. You know, it's really hard to come in and succeed at, at that high a level. And look, I think that's part of the reason they brought Chris Long in, a guy who can kind of, you know, take some of those snaps away and help him move along, help him learn the league a little bit. Exactly. I like the rotation, though, man. I think that this is definitely going to be, um, you know, a little bit more depth. It's going to be a little bit beefier. Uh, real quick, thoughts on uh, Marcus Smith, Alex McAllister, uh, Stephen Means. Who do you think is, is the odd man out there? I actually think Marcus Smith is going to make this team. Uh, I I'm gonna say he's not gonna make this. I think team. he will make this team. I think Special that teams. I think that uh, yeah, that's kind of a factor going in there too. But yeah, I, and well, shouts to Vince Quinn by the way for putting uh, the jinx on uh, Charles Walker. Yeah, uh, there it's by like the way. We should, like, Vince has some weird powers that we don't know. This <laughs> Monday he comes out with an article on BGNRadio.com and says, "Oh yeah, uh, they might have found a gem at defensive tackle." And I th- I wasn't disagreeing. I think th- he made some really great points, and I hate Bob Stoops, so that always excites me. And, Gets me fired up, but then uh, then five days later he gets cut because Legarrette Punt comes in. But yeah, yeah. It, I, I think that changes up some things. But I don't, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Marcus makes his football team. I think so. You think, I think guys other... like Stephen Means and, and that is is enough. I don't I know think what McAllister's to... gone. I think a question yeah, I don't is think Means. Be. I think Means has a much much better shot than McAllister. Yeah. I think McAllister probably still on, still sits on the practice squad here. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's that possible. Could, that could totally be it. Um, he's he he's just so light. And Jim Schwartz even said that when they added him last year that he needed to add weight. Um, he spent a whole year on injured reserve, but even then, I just think it's going to take even more time than that, if at all, if it ever even works out. I don't know if he just has that NFL body as a defensive end. Yeah, and uh, neither do I, and I think he would, I mean, even coming in, I thought it was kind of strange. He looked way more like you could convert him into a, you know, three, four outside linebacker with all his yep. weird length and things like that. So uh, let's go to Rob in uh, Wilmington, who's been waiting patiently. Rob, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, fellas, how you doing? Uh, long Oh, man, second time in a row, got in here. Uh, oh, we love it, Rob. <laughs> Thanks, man. Keep yeah, doing dude, it. You guys have changed my Saturdays. This is like oh, a thing awesome. I have to get up and do. Appreciate Thank it, Rob. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Something that was bugging me for a week now. I look back at the Carolina Panthers, 7-8-1 and eight and one in 2014. Then they went 15-1. and one. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about what's so different about the Carolina Panthers and the Eagles right now that they can't – I'm not saying 15-1. Well, that's, Cam Newton. That's, 
I would say. Okay, okay, let's say Cam Newton. Okay, I knew you were going to say that. MVP Cam Newton. I'm just saying. 12 and 12 and what 12 and 4 why can't we go 12 and 4 why are you guys thinking it's 9 and 9 and uh, 7 10 being steel like i, I want to hear talk me off the ledge of a 12 and 4 team well, looking at comparing carolina and the eagles and adjusting for the cam newton factor i would just say that first of all you have a quarterback that's going into his second year so that's a that's a lot that's a that's a very large step for carson i would love that obviously <laughs> i i don't i don't see a huge leap that that comes comes like that where you can he can just kind of take over the squad and it's his there are so many new pieces on this football team that even mm-hmm. though they're upgrades and NFL vets and things like that that's going to that's still going to take time there you've got a, a a brand new just as Stephen Lee was pointing out Derek Barnett's probably at least my hope is going to take the majority of those snaps away from Vinnie Curry so that's that's rotational you've got Chris Long you've got all that that that's happening there you have Brand new corners again for the yeah. eighth year in a row, and one who's going to mm. be a, a rookie in there. Now, Jalen Mills has had some experience, so that's that's better going into this year, but you're still kind of back and forth from that. You've got brand new running backs. You've got brand new wide receivers. I think it's going to take time for this for this team to gel, and the schedule really doesn't help that Rob, initially. But I will add to that, and, and we, we don't say 9-10. That's just where we kind of see them. But, like, look, could they go 12-4? and four? Sure. It's the NFL. Like, it is theoretically possible. We saw a Dallas team make a huge jump last year with Dak Prescott. I mean, things can happen. And I think the biggest key is what John just talked about. Look, if Carson Wentz comes in this year and takes, like, that massive step, which is certainly possible for a kid in his second year in the league, like, then anything's on the table. It's certainly possible. We're just kind of saying the way it shapes up, the schedule, the the holes they still have, it's far more likely they're in that 9-10 to 10 range. Thanks, fellas. I'm about to meet up with my Cowboys fans friends, so I needed that talk. I needed <laughs> yeah. that talk before I just start going off batting at the mouth. You guys oh, go got me too excited. Go we'll off. Throw, <laughs> definitely throw some uh, mayonnaise in his face or something for us at the same time. So thanks, Rob. We appreciate the phone call and obviously hanging out there. Yeah, And that's kind of the thing that uh, I, some people have brought up. I think Rube brought it up and also Jimmy Kemsky from the Philly, Philly Voice had mentioned this too. Is just how the expectations always just kind of bounce out there. you know. One, and, and it's in this time. It's usually right before OTAs and training camp and how that gets in there. Uh, are, do we make too many expectations every single offseason? I mean, I feel like we do this every year. It's the same cycle. And it's, uh, listen, It's it's been a long time now since 2008. It's a, it's creeping into that 10-year range of Philly sports of, man, you know, give us give us something that's to hang our hats on here. But uh, I, I think this is kind of what the, the, the same thing as much as we talk about the Zach Ertz cycle, us as, us as Philly fans kind of tend to do the same thing in the offseason. Yeah, no doubt. Look, we haven't won a Super Bowl, and we, we're we're full of hope. Like I know we always get labeled as Negadelphia yep. and this, you know, we're always pissed off and all that. But you know what? At the same time, we're also a very hopeful fan base, and we are willing to believe. We keep coming back year after year after year after year. So I think I think that plays a big role in it. And and also the fact that the Eagles have gone out and made these types of drastic changes a lot, kind of you know, can get a lot of people excited. So I do think we tend to fall in that trap as Jimmy, I think put it on Twitter. I, I don't remember who he said was, was saying like, Oh, they'll score 28 points a game. Easy. It was like, <laughs> yeah. nobody scores 28 points. a game. No. Like that's a ridiculous thing to say. So um, I do think we get the cart before the horse as it were a little bit, but I also think that with the moves that have been made with a guy like Wentz here, taking a step into his second year, I, I think Brandon, there is legitimate reason for excitement on the other side as well. 
I think it's totally okay to be excited too. Like you know, oh, absolutely, yeah, as we're fans, fans right? I don't, this, yeah, I don't care if you think that they're going twelve and four. I think that's awesome. Awesome, Great. and that's why like when that Alshon Jeffrey report came out earlier this week, which I think I think like I kind of made it. Kind of made Explain fun of the it. report a little bit because we didn't talk about right. it too much. You just kind of alluded to it. What what was the exact? Yeah, so report? the whole thing with that was like Albert Breer, who is a Celtics fan, by the way, <laughs> a, a terrible I'll, I'll Celtics fan. Let me right. From from Boston, at least, yeah. so he's not like a. You know, whatever. Which but is definitely Boston, which is definitely not racist. According to <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> Kurt Schilling said it wasn't racist. Oh yeah, so, so it's, it's clearly, be. clearly, it's fine. So um, he had this column, and there was two notes in there. One was like about Rizul Douglas, about how he's been impressing the coaching staff, and like <laughs> it's great. But at the same time, it's so funny. Like, look, these guys have literally at the time that came out on Thursday. So rookie minicamp started last Friday. So he hadn't even been in Philadelphia a whole week already. And he's like impressing coaches. Like what did they know about them? Like in that less than a week that they didn't already know. I mean, they we thought he was going to suck. I guess he doesn't. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Huh? That's good. Yeah. Now, now the Alshon thing made a little more sense. Cause it wasn't just about him looking good in practice. Although that was part of it. Part of it was just like, he said he had a great attitude and Doug Peterson talked about that the week before. So like, I get that. That's, that's cool to see. But at the same time, it's just like kind of funny. There's, there's no real practice that's even happened yet. Like, OTAs begin this week. Like, they've kind of just been doing some light drill stuff, working out in the field, different things like that. And the fact that, like, we're already getting carried away and saying these players look great. Like, I think it's, it's like, a little too much sometimes. But at the same time, like, you know what? Like, this is the time of the year where we can daydream. Because then the of season course. gets here, yeah. and they start to lose, and then we all get pissed off and angry. <laughs> so, like, just enjoy it now while we can. Yeah, enjoy the thought. And, and the same thing with Mac Collins, too. Like, enjoy the thought of him. He is a fantastic kid. Like, if you talk to him or you listen to him do do anything, you're just like, wow, this kid's great. Yeah. This kid's fen- phenomenal. But the, in the same regard, there was some guy that just, like, said, that had written an article oh, yeah. a- about how he's the same thing. Like, he he's impressed and from a source at rookie camp, which blew my mind, <laughs> first of all. Because the, the first time that we're all down there looking at these guys, you get 30 minutes on the field, and then you have to go back inside. Ugh. So secondly, all media people, and then a media source says that was there, why wouldn't he write it in the first place? If that's, <laughs> that's you know, why I wouldn't he have like, that yeah, kind of take? Like, like, you, oh, oh, all right. I was a media source. I'm like, so why can't you say who the source is? I'm yeah, so, so he said all this, and just, he is really going to be a competitor and thinks he can be a number one wide receiver. And that was like, all right, dude, cool. cool. I, I mean, and I'm, I hope that happens. <laughs> I really do. But going and, and basing all those things on all these different reports, we retweet the hope and we retweet all of this like, oh, yeah, we're constantly look at what this guy said. It's just like, yeah, okay. But we, we have no idea what's about to happen here. A great point. And to kind of wrap it back into the, the news of the week, so or with the with the lottery and the Sixers, Derek Bodner just put out, I, I don't have the tweets in front of me, but it was like a series of three tweets where it was basically saying like, listen, anyone who talks or writes about the draft – we don't know anything. Like, you know, like seriously, it's he's true. like, go if you think you know something, go back and look at your big boards for the past four years and see how much you don't know. The best you could do is just, you know, do the best, put, uh, you know, work behind your, your your statements and and whatever, and then you know, go back and try and learn from your mistakes. And it's a lot of that. Like, it's dude, watching a guy in rookie camp for four days or three days and for thirty minutes or whatever it is at no, a time. It wasn't even. It was thirty minutes total. That's it. That it, it stop. In, not even just pads. stop making assumptions off that. <laughs> stop saying you know proclamations. Any sort of statement. Just say you know what for fifteen minutes in shorts. You looked all right. Yeah, I would rather you just say I went back and looked at the film because I didn't you know and just focus on that. Yes. Then that's something to talk about there, and I'm I'm all for it. Eight eight eight. 729-9494. Let's go to Mike there in Westchester. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Yo, John. What's going on? What's up, pal? Okay, 
I always love leading Green Nation. Appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, but, yeah. Gotta talk about love. Talk about the Eagles. But I don't understand this. I don't understand these people are so down on uh, Wentz, the Jeffrey. I love everything they've done. I love what they did in the draft. I absolutely love the signing of Legarrette Blunt. Jeffrey's going to be great. Sidney Jones is going to be a stud when he when he's when he's hundred percent healthy. This team's going to win ten games this year. The National Football League realizes how good this team's going to be. That's why they have them on six national telecasts. Yeah. Well, I, I, the jer- I'm sure with the Wentz j- jersey sales and all, what was he, top top five or something like that? He was like high that? up there, right? Top, top eight, top eight somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe Plus the firepower actually, they brought. I heard people say they disagree with the Wentz. They'd rather have kept Bradford and keep uh, get no. Elliott. <laughs> I've on, heard man. people say that. I can't believe people are saying that. That turned into Derek That's Barnett. I would, yeah, I'll yeah, take exactly. Derek Barnett and Carson Wentz over keeping Sam Bradford here. Absolutely. Yeah. Sam Bradford's so mediocre. You should read the it's report. A, it's a bold statement, John. Pump up Sam Bradford again. Oh, the uh, what was it? Bucky Bucky Brooks had said yeah, that it's he's yeah. going to break out and be the MVP there. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he did. This is his MVP season, he Sam did. Bradford. Yeah, you know, you're just like with it, with what? I mean, like even even Can with Stephon Diggs. Dalvin Cook's there. Going to win the MVP. Locked in. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's the same thing that we went back and forth with the Giants' offensive line. You want to talk about bad offensive oh my God, lines? They're, they're Good worse. luck, Dalvin Cook. They're worse. Sorry, dude. Minnesota's line is worse than the Giants' line, and that's. Atrocious. They even lost the like one guy they can kind of count on in the in the other yeah. other Khalil brother. I like to call him the <laughs> other Khalil. <laughs> yeah, I, I, why would the Giants take a tight end instead of taking? I mean, they, they you would think they would bolster oh, their line. See, the, you, oh, yeah, Mike, yeah. thank you, man, because I we got I got to circle back to that. Yeah. Evan Ingram's is, I mean, that's a legitimate upgrade there. Oh, yeah, it is. No, and we talked about it. I said they made a huge mistake not trading for O.J. Howard, which I yeah, still believe. I still believe that, too, because yeah. you need somebody to play left tackle exactly. as well. Exactly. He would have been a perfect fit for, for all those reasons. But, yeah, John, I think you're right. We don't, when we were, we're talking about the Giants offense, you know, coming up here, I think Ingram does kind of add a, a, a different element that they didn't have. Yeah, I think that it's going to be, uh, I think it's a three-horse race up until... December and I I don't know why I just feel like Dallas is a eight nine win team this wow. year. Wow, I just I do. do. I, Look, it's not because of anything other than hate. Uh, you know, it's not hate. It's not anything. I mean, they made some. They made some good selections. The uh, the soft uh, shell taco uh, Charlton. I still don't understand, but I get it from their perspective. But they're in the same. They're in the same kind of way where they have to rebuild the entire defense. Uh, not much has changed on the they offense. Got hot Rod Marinelli though. Your favorite coach ever, <laughs> and and uh, I'm not. I know that everybody's just so hyped up about Lyle Collins playing right tackle. I think that's a humongous mistake. Well, here, you know what? I think that's a that is a really underreported story. Not just uh, Collins at right he's tackle. He's a guard. But, he's yeah, a guard. Oh, he's a guard. Plus, losing Leary, uh, free retiring. I, I think John, that's a really. If you're going to talk about Dallas regressing, and I think the defense, I think Marinelli will be able to get the same production that he got last year at worst. You know what I mean? But. I think the the concept that the O line could take a step back that's the real reason. If you want to look for regression with the Cowboys, I think that's the strongest reason for it. Yeah, I think they do a little bit of shuffling. I think they go, "Oops, they this is the let's let's slide him back in here." Let's go to John in Hazelton. John, what's going on, buddy? How are you this afternoon? Hi, good, good, fellas. Good to talk to you. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Carson Wentz. Sure. Uh, all right, let's. I just want to play a scenario real quick. I want to get your guys' opinion. Let's say the Eagles have six games next year that he has the ball with a chance to win. 
the game, mm-hmm. how 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 uh, how many of them games would you expect him to pull off based on all the weapons he has this year compared to last year because he was really at a disadvantage? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna really get nerdy about this. Uh, do you mean uh, like the last throw and they're uh, within 15 yards of the end zone, or do you mean he's got a two minute drive coming up? Two minute drive. That's what I thought okay. he meant. Yeah, two minute drive. Okay. Uh, I, I think that he would be able to win at least half of those. That's games. what I was getting. Fifty percent. And this is okay. a really random thing to say, but yeah. I would say fifty percent. I would be, I would be alright with that. That's just what I, I mean. I'm pretty much sold on Carson and everything else. I just, I just want to see that, and I, you know, I want to see his footwork get a little better because he did float a lot of balls last year. Yeah, and but, it's, uh, and, I'm and, a believer. Yeah, and that's a concern of ours too. Like, there's, it's just, it's so weird the the rhythms that he would get into, and you would say, like, I, I remember, and we always point to that Cincinnati game. Yep. Especially, I, you guys, I can't even fathom like what we were talking about there was firing the coach. This team quit on him. Carson Wentz completely regressed. All of these things were a failure. And then the very next week, it reverted, and Carson didn't do a lot of that stuff. I believe they won the football game, yeah. too, right? Where did they play against? Was that the Ravens game that, that they ended up playing That might next? have been, yeah, they, which they lost. Yeah, they, they almost, they could have won. They could have won, they they won, won quit, overtime, you know, yeah, and they could have gone over. They didn't quit on, that's a great point. Yeah. And, and they didn't quote, quit, unquote. and Carson didn't, like, forget how to play quarterback, yeah, So, if, yeah. which was important to see. I, I, I honestly think that that gets bolstered a little bit because there isn't a ton of, or hopefully there isn't a ton of offensive line shuffling this yeah, year. Yeah, and also just the quick turnaround. We did see him make mistakes, but it did seem like he learned from those mistakes and also, you know, not to you know, defend Wentz too much for all the, the Wentz haters out there, but just the fact that, like, it's really hard to judge this kid, especially as the year went on, because I think, you know, a lot of those errors and mistakes and mechanical stuff can be explained by him trying to force the ball too much, him not trusting his receivers, all that type of stuff. There's so much that goes into it that it's really hard to get the full picture of what, what you know, was a real issue and what isn't. I would agree with that. Like I said, now he, now he has real weapons. You know what I mean? The offensive line should be healthy, knock on wood. So I, I, I want to really see him uh, do a little better in them situations at the end of the game. Absolutely, John. Thanks for the phone call, too. And it's just kind of it, – it, it, it is that – I mean, there is no real more – excuses based on that. If those mechanical issues keep coming up, it's just, this is the year, no matter what, I don't know if it's high or low, but this is the year where you're going to go, all right, here's what we have to deal with. And, and and hopefully it's freaking awesome. 888-729-9494. It is BGN radio right here on sports radio, 94 WIP. This is BGN radio on sports radio, 94 WIP. BGN Radio, and that is my favorite audio sleep breakdown right there, man. Oh, I love it. That was my my favorite was watching you actually break it down, foot stomping on the ground, air guitar rocking. He's gonna fall through the floor. Yeah, that was great. But this is this I wish, is we should have been filming that. <laughs> and that was a mistake by everybody. This is peak court. This is like like this is when I thought there was a there was a period of time so Soundgarden had bro- broken up, and then when this came together, I was like, ah, this isn't gonna be anything. And then you heard Cochise, and then you heard this song, and you're like, yo, this might be one of the best bands ever to do it. Yes, That's how I actually thought that was going down there. So, yeah, I mean, geez, man, like, I can't, I still can't. I, like, I can well tell. up every time. I'm like, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was uh, Audio Slave fans here? Would you guys really yeah. think that stuff? I was, I was, so it was kind of like the newer generation. Garden, guys. Yeah, that, that, I was a little older than you guys. I mean, a lot older than you, Brandon, a little older than John. A little older. Uh, 
Yeah, a little. A little shout out to uh, yeah. Temple of the Dog, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Temple of the Dog. Way, yeah. to, way to blow the last one as we're going out here, BLG. Oh, no, I'm man. just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm uh, going hungry. So, uh, yeah, it, obviously we're doing uh, Chris Cornell's quick yeah. karaoke for the rest of the night. Oh, that uh, sounds fun. But uh, I've yeah. been known to do a little karaoke from time to time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As he points to the crowd and doesn't actually sing anything, he's just really impressed with people knowing the words. Look at you! You actually know the words. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were talking about expectations, and we're you know. Uh, as uh, and and James, you were actually reminded me about uh, Joe Banner coming. Yeah, on how about station. that? First and foremost, uh, shout out to uh, uh, Colin Reese, Ben Livingston, all those guys for getting Joe Banner on. He has been like the the elusive white whale in the Philly media market. He's impossible to get on any of the local stations. They got it done. Came on, uh, had a really interesting thing to say. There's there's a longer cut where he kind of describes each of the teams in the division, and then he ends it like this. I would not even hesitate to think the Eagles have as good a chance, if not better, than anybody in that division to win it. <laughs> hmm. That's so, I mean, interesting there, huh? I, yeah, I mean, I think, isn't there, there's a, there's an inherent, like, Joe Banner is always going to give a little elbow rub to the, uh, sure. to the Eagles, he right? Sure, he picked I mean, them he to predict- go to the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> he, he always tends to really like what the Eagles do Which in the offseason. Which is funny, because we ran him out of town. Uh, it's so strange. Like, it was not a happy... A happy exit from Philadelphia for Joe Banner. It's surprising, uh, Brandon, that he has had such a fondness and warmth. I don't know if it's because of the Howie connection or whatever it is, but um, it certainly seems like Joe Banner bullish yet again on the Eagles. Well, that from that perspective, it's a little weird. I guess, you know, boy, boy, boyhood friends with uh, Jeffrey Lurie, right? They or say, they like say that. chums, but yes. Chums. Boyhood with, chums. With Jeffrey Lurie. So, you know, there's still that, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a good point. There's uh, <laughs> some I'm of sure that going on the there. chums? What, do they go to Oxford together? They're boyhood <laughs> chums, John. <laughs> the old chums at Oxford. Um, going to the nickel movies. <laughs> um, man, this, <laughs> what this, is happening? This <laughs> radio show is derailing immediately. Weird, but um, going back to, to Banner's comments there, I think it's weird when people are kind of too down on the Eagles this year. Like, we might have that uh, phone call from our friend Rob about the Eagles going fifteen to one, and and that might be just a little bit too optimistic. He went twelve and four. He corrected, oh, so okay. that's okay. But um, but then you have some people who I think are just like, oh, they're definitely not going to compete for the division. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like they were not only were they um, I know they finished at the bottom of the division last year, but they're not like some four win team. They've been seven and nine the past two years, and 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 all those division games they played. Were they, like, blown out in any of them? Maybe, like, the first Washington game, they really didn't have a chance so much in that game. But even still, it's a seven-point game in the end. Like, a lot of those games, the Dallas game, which went to overtime, the first Giants game, they're, like, in the second the Ryan Washington Kerrigan game. game yeah. Exactly. They were in it to that final play. So it's not like, like, where are we getting that from? I mean, they have a – I was the one who – accurately said they were going to go undefeated in the division, which totally happened, by the way. Don't, don't check the record on that. Yeah, or mine, for that um, matter. Yeah. yeah, you both had some strong division They could. Tapes. They, they could they do could it. could do I it. I think you guys might well, they were have. close. There's a decent chance Barcher declared the division over after Oh, Pittsburgh. no, I did. I said it's, I was like, they just, I was like, they Washington's just, done. Because I thought yeah. the Steelers were going to go to the Super Bowl. So I was just yeah. like, nope, sorry. No, nobody's better than that. <laughs> and then, geez, the next three weeks after you know, the Lane Johnson thing came out, but it just kind of, somebody just went, whoop with the rug and yeah. uh yeah yeah we uh, i'm sure we'll replay all of our bad takes at some point Ooh, for we should, that'd be a really fun show to do <laughs> yes. let's go let's rip go. ourselves oh, for an hour and a half. yeah that, uh, yeah okay yeah we'll, so we'll here's do that what i was the thinking there yeah uh at bgn underscore uh radio and also this is something that we talked about on the podcast 
as well is, look, there's been, I think, uh, what, 17 free agents are going to be on the Eagles 19. next year. 19. So it's even, it's even more now. Oh, yeah, because we uh, there's some more folks that came in. So who's not going to be here? That's my question. John, all which, 19 which, are on one-year deals. This is a really tough call to make here. No, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just kind of like, who, it's amazing. Who, who are those one-year deals are going to still be here? Next year. I think Jeffrey's pretty much a lock unless something just crazy happens. If he stays healthy, he will. Uh, I think he'll be here. No suspensions yeah. no, and stays healthy. I think he'll be here. I'm actually going to go, my answer, and I'm still sticking with it, is Jernigan. I, I think Timmy. That. I think Timmy's not. I think he's going to be good and not great, but that good is still going to demand a lot of money somewhere. And I don't think he's going to play for another one-year deal, and I don't think the Eagles are going to tag him. And I think that you're hopefully you're banking on Elijah Qualls or somebody else, or they'll just go into free agency one more time or find somebody to kind of do that. Now, that being said, they did trade for him, but mm-hmm. it's only swaps, so they didn't really lose any picks right. going yeah. through there. I, I don't I think he's going to be good, but not good enough for that next massive contract. And then people will still do the same things and bitch about the the line that the, the amount of money that they're spending on the defensive line. Yeah, I'm 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 actually a little more bullish on Jernigan for this year than you are. I think he's going to be really yeah, good. I, I really do. But I think that's probably the reason he won't be back next year is more <laughs> that he's really good and they can't afford to sign another D tackle for that kind of money. Um, I, I think there's a, a real, like, you know, look, it's one of your deals. I think there's a good chance a fair amount of them are not back next year. Uh, but I think LeGarrette Blunt is a one and done with this team. It just... It like the you know obviously his size the beating he's put on his body over the years all stuff I don't know how many years he has left even though granted coming off maybe his best year which is crazy um, but I just think that I think the Eagles want a long term answer at that position I think they're going to address it in next year's draft I think they're going to address it high in next year's draft and uh, you know Saquon Barkley um, and nice. I think that I think that that's weird you said Arkham Wadley rule <laughs> I don't know why but you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fist bump. That was good. Uh, but Brandon, yeah, I mean, I, I I love that they signed Blunt. I love they brought him in. But for me, this feels like a, all right, come be our big guy for a year, and then we're going to move on. I agree with that, and I'm going to ring the bell ding, on, ding, ding. on John's pick. Ring the bell! That was pretty good. Nice. It's, it's been a while. It's been too long. I had to do it. Um, I think my guy, I, although I agree with uh, James here on Blunt, and I don't think that'll be anything unamicable, too. I think I think we all know what the situation I think he probably knows what the situation is there, too, and everything. I think I would have to pick Warmack. I mean, that's not like it's another good one. particularly like, surprising. One. I think some we people... We haven't talked about him at all. Because like, there's been so many other things. I know, things that's what I mean, yeah. but it's interesting. You know, just not a word. Because there's there's so many guards here. There's like 11 or more on the roster. I just don't really think Guardian he is McBee, the... Five, after three years, finally, there's there's enough guards there's in the football Congratulations, guards. Matt Daring. They did it for you. I just don't think he has a real chance to, like, stick around. Maybe he does. Like, if he signs another one-year deal or something like that, I guess... Because like, I just don't see where he fits in. Like, because like this offensive line picture is so crowded. Like, we still don't know. That's the thing. Like, we talk about this offensive line. And I think has the potential to be pretty decent. Definitely above average at the least. But like, who's starting? We still don't know. Like, is Jason Kelsey going to be traded? We still don't know. And even if he is here, who starts at left guard? It could be Sumalo. It could be Wisniewski. Barber started there last year, and they seem to like him. Is he going to start again? I would doubt it. But like, I'm not going to say there's a zero percent chance. Then you have Warmack, who I think definitely probably doesn't have a chance at all to start. He really struggled in Tennessee. I think it's going to take time for him to, if ever, get back to where he is. But he's only 25, so there's, I don't know. I think 
now talking through all of that, I think I convinced myself that he'll be back. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's like, just what I was going to say. It's like, I think that he could be, uh, it, it, depending again on how much he actually, how many snaps he actually plays, I think he would be an easy, like, a million or two million per type of guy to kind of keep around for the next two or three years. So I actually think, I think he's going to be back. Uh, and I, it's, listen, it's the end of May. Let's get ridiculous for a second. I think, and in my head, it works, but I know it's probably has zero chance of actually on the field working. I would love to see a power eye honey Bobo package with Bo Allen Jason Kelsey, if he's still on this football team but not starting, and LeGarrette Blunt right behind that. You're on miss- the short yarded situation. I, going I, tra- I feel like you're trying too hard. No, no, you're, no. you're missing someone. You're missing Qualls. Qualls, like, was yeah, recruited. That's a good <laughs> he was recruited to Washington Wait, as a that, fullback. Oh, isn't that why you get LeGarrette Blunt? Because you don't need all those guys. No, LeGarrette Blunt just but I'm does saying, it. Even, all right, so take Bo out of that. I'm kidding. I, I, mean, I think just, no. Just even so, Qualls is the call though. If you're going to yeah. do something like that, that he, he like Qualls has played running back he in high school. Feet, man, I, I think he like he played right. Yeah, he played running back in high school. I think he could do it. If you ask Jason Kelsey to take on a linebacker, that's pretty easy to do. Yeah, but you Jason don't have to Kelsey do anything. has been playing center in the NFL for a long time. Like it's it's hard to break well, people out of those. You know, like, I'm saying if he's in a backup role already, if if, yeah, oh, if for to, some, oh, I'm saying hold up, hold up, real quick. Hold, real quick, you think that Jason Kelsey will be on this team but not start? Because I think that is absolutely not happening. Yeah, I, yo, I, I'm saying there. I still think there is a very small chance that that still happens. Oh, no. I think there's a zero. Per, I think yeah. if he's here, he's the starting center. I, I'll bet everything. It's all happens. or nothing. Then, yeah. then uh, all or nothing. Well, see, I, I think you're gonna pay him six million bucks to sit on the bench. I think no. it's equally ridiculous for him to still be here regardless. Agreed. Sure. That's a totally separate issue. <laughs> but I'm, he saying, is. I'm saying if you're wasting your third round pick from last year for a second year in a row, that's a bit stupid. I think that's dumb. I, I, he should uh, be here, but I, you, I I think there is no way that he is here and doesn't start. I said Zero. it's me, and let's get ridiculous for a second. <laughs> throw all that stuff out of the window for a moment. I okay. just want you to just imagine okay. for a moment. Okay, okay let's roll Jason let's roll Kelsey it. at the goal line playing fullback and crushing some linebackers <laughs> as Garrett Blunt dances his way into the end zone. And how fun that would be for a moment. No? All right. <laughs> Nothing. We're moving no, on from right. that. Be, I mean, sure, it's going to be a blast. Come in. I have a really good blunt moment for here, for this season. This is something I think is going to happen this season, or at least maybe I'm just daydreaming here. It's probably that. I think the Eagles are playing in Dallas, and it's a tie game, and LeGarrette Blunt gets the game-winning touchdown. And what does he do? After he scores the game-winning touchdown, he punches Des. No, I'm kidding. He doesn't do that. You can't see it. Yeah, right, because it's Ezekiel Elliott. It, you all- Knocks him out well, that's you're, you're, you're close, John. That's where I'm going with this. Ooh. You can't see what I'm doing right now, but I think LeGarrette Blunt just starts the, the oh, Zeke. Oh, the Zeke the eating. Oh, I love that. Yeah. If oh, he could, please do that. And actually, LeGarrette. if he could just... If you're listening, which you probably are, please do that, LeGarrette. Yeah, LeGarrette, here's what I want you to do. First touchdown in Dallas. Start. Continue to do the feed me thing, Yes. but casually walk to the 50-yard line and stand on the star when you're done. Take yes. as many flags as you want. That would be that would be very entertaining. And then pull out a Philly blunt and light it up. <laughs> which you can grab right now on the BGN Radio store, bgnradio.com, your Philly blunt t-shirt. So with that being said, uh, we've got one more segment here. And then uh, James Seltzer's taking control with leading off with the Phillies as they take on the Pirates today. It's BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Seven nights a long walk. 
It's BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And this is probably the first time I heard Chris Cornell's voice was on the singles uh, soundtrack. There were so many different bands that were in that freaking movie. And then all of a sudden, six months later, they all just kind of blew up in there. So, like, Nirvana was right around the corner of this, but Pearl Jam was in here. Mud Honey was in here. Soundgarden was in here. Everybody was. And then you just sort of like, hey, there's this thing called Bad Motorfinger. And you're like, what is that? <laughs> and you hear songs like, you know, uh, slaves and bulldozers and uh, you know, freaking you know everything else that's that's going around. Jesus Christ posed and like, sure. man, oh man, just sucks. Uh, he was uh, again. I know I keep saying it, but he was he was amazing. And like stuff like this, where you can go from all the stuff that we've played previously, where you're just like going out and going screaming and crazy, and the next thing you know, he just he's got an acoustic guitar and it's just him, and he's just letting it roll. And that was kind of like his legacy that he left. Uh, for a lot of this, and I told this story on the podcast too, but I, somebody had tweeted out at some point that he did a cover of U2's One, but he took the lyrics from Metallica's One and made the lyrics for that song, <laughs> and it was flawless. Like, you're uh, just yeah. like, holy cow, how do you how do you pull that off? And that's, that's the type of just, like, creative, awesome uh, guy that he was, and it's, uh, it's sad that he's gone, but he's left a lot for us here. Uh, BGN Radio... 888-729-9494. And we've been, you know, we've been talking expectations. We've been talking about blunt and carries and role players and a, and a bunch of that. Who's just going to disappoint us? You know, I, I, I know we're, we're just, we're very happy about a lot of these different things. Everybody's getting psyched and rightfully so. James, who's going to disappoint us, man? You're going to say Jordan Hicks, aren't you? <laughs> no, I would never. <laughs> Shout out to Vince Quinn. I would yeah. never. Uh, I love Jordan Hicks like a child. Uh, I'm probably old enough to be his father too, so that's always good. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not that old. I'm not that old. Um, James right. is 67. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. How about this? Who's going to disappoint us? I'm going to say that Brandon is going to answer because I'm not quite ready to answer yet. <laughs> oh my goodness, oh, that's a really bad Boo. pivot because I'm also not ready. So maybe <laughs> right. we should just go to John. Here's going to here, here's who's going to disappoint us. Jordan Matthews is going to disappoint us. Uh, if he's on the team. You need to be, be expecting something, though, right? Uh, oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, Maybe I need to change my answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think Jordan is... I got one. Oh, okay. Are you can finish yours. No, no, no. Like... <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I, I do think that Jordan Matthews ends up... He just... So all the numbers that we've been saying as a fan base and how productive he is and comparing him to all these other different guys that have, you know, always been... His catch rate is better than OBJ and... <laughs> I don't know, did, did five other top 10 wide receivers in this league, and you keep going back to that. It's just like, yeah, I get it. But now that these other little pieces that are in here, like we all just assumed like, oh, well, Nelson Aguilar is out because he's drafted, you know, they've drafted Hollins, they've drafted Gibson, There's they've brought in Torrey Smith, they've brought in Jeffrey. So that's four wide receivers right there. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and Mac and him kind of have a similar skill set, so – and and Mac Hollins has a little more separation skills. I don't know necessarily if they're going to leave him in the in a in a slot role, but Hollins can actually play in and outside. I don't think Jordan Matthews can. And when it's, I think he's going to be limited. And I think people are going to start to see a, another guy that's going to be phased out over this season. And so I think that might be disappointing for some folks. Okay. I thought you explained that well. Um, <laughs> I obviously the perpetually uh, disappointing Zach Ertz and Vinny Curry, of course, are on the list, but. Uh, I'm going to go with Jalen Mills, and I know I'm going to get a finger wag in my face for this, but 
I just don't think he's a, a starting a great starting NFL corner, and I know the Eagles believe in him, and there I think there's a lot of uh, a large portion of his fan base who believes that he's going to come out and second year and all that and just be a, a better corner, be a serviceable corner in this league. I, I don't know if he's more in the third corner, and we're going to see him go up against a lot of number one receivers this year, and I think it could get ugly. Yeah, and that's kind of the uh, and and people say nickel for him as is as kind of being that future. And I, I, I get that. I don't think that he's got that quick enough twitch to hang with some of those guys unless unless his job is to cover the tight ends and, and maybe some of the bigger slot receivers in the league. But you know, you go up against the the Beasleys and now the Switzers yep. uh, in this league here and that, that quick step I don't think is is going to really suit him. And also it's kind of why I think as a extremely early prediction I still think the Eagles take a, a corner in, in the first round next year Ooh. as well. I still think they're they going to try and did. load His up and do that. His name is Sidney Jones. <laughs> Another first-round pick <laughs> for the Eagles as much as the Dallas Cowboys. So they're just trying to keep up uh, and keep track there. Yeah, I, I, I think that – yeah, I, I think that's a, that's kind of a good one there. And I think he might do it early and go, uh-oh, oh, boy. Whoopsie. Maybe maybe we shouldn't have taken a, a redshirt dude in the second round to, to kind of counteract that. But, BLG, you got uh, somebody who might disappoint you? I don't have a good one. I have one that if he's even on the team, if he doesn't get traded, and I don't even know how disappointing this would be, but I think if they bring Jason Kelsey back, I think some people are going to be like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. a good move, you know, the continuity with Carson Wentz and everything. But, like, man, he's struggled over the past two years, and he he hasn't been out flat out horrible because I think there's a perception out there that that's the case, and that's not true. He's had some good games in here and there, especially in the second half of last year. But if they bring him back for another year, Man, I think it's just, I was of the belief that the 2015 season was kind of fluky and he was hurt. I thought he was going to bounce back last year. He really didn't to that extent. Again, he wasn't the worst center in the league or anything, but it wasn't good. And I think just another year getting older and everything, I think it could be another kind of disappointing year for him if they keep him around. Well, that's, I would, the disappointment then transfers over to Howie Roseman at that point. Right. Uh, or Joe Douglas, whoever's kind of call that was. Hey, yeah, it's a good thing we have a, still have a really clear answer on we'll what's going know. on there. But uh, at the same time... I think Chip Kelly made the call. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chip Kelly made the call from his rejected Fox uh, sports audition. Oh, wow. Uh, that's, that's happening, unfortunately, for him. I don't know. I still love Chip Kelly. I, I don't I, care. I, I, hate, I, I don't hate him like other people do. Like, I, I, I still have a feel of, you know, I don't know. Like a misconnection or something, you know. <laughs> is, I feel yeah. like it could have worked and it didn't. And yeah, now he's just trying to pick up the pieces and wonder why. Now he's trolling Craigslist to try and find, yeah. you know, those misconnections that are yeah, going through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I just think that if if Kelsey still is somehow on this on this team after you've signed a, a center for a, a, a semi long term deal, um, and then you have your third round pick that was supposedly supposed to. Be there, I, and I Plus say eight thousand guards. Too. Uh, well, uh-huh. I say that, and also, you know, uh, say Amalu could be playing left guard. Sure, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that that works out there. I don't think that's bad. But then to but then to pay Wisniewski that money and have exactly. him be a backup is and kind bring of, Warmack in out of nowhere. It's just it's like that's what it's it's confusing. Doesn't add up. Yeah, no. and he's still there. I mean, like he's still that's at no I mean. care. He comes there. in there. He's he's lifting weights. He's he's got. I mean, I love Jason Kelsey to death. I think he's yeah. one of the greatest people in that locker room, and he's great. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, I don't, I don't understand the. Uh, I, I still don't get it, and I, I don't understand how it went from he's not going to be on this team. Okay, he's not going to get cut, but he still get traded, and now it's just kind of well. I guess we'll wait and see. I would assume that at the end of this year, it is a swap. Uh, eventually, either you know, as uh, as you get into preseason games or right at the end there, when 
it's it's really at the end of its rope, and you can't <laughs> you have to you have to move on from it. So uh, James is going to hang with you for leading off as the Phillies are coming up here. It's the uh, Pirates and the Phillies carrying you the rest of the way. For I am John Barchard. That was James Seltzer and Brandon Lee Gowton. And this was BGN Radio, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Shower in the dark day, clean sparks diving down, cool the water away, where the baptized drown, naked in the cold sun, breathing life like fire. Sky